You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm Dave Sulecki. And I'm PJ Doran. And this week we have Kyle Wyman as our guest. Moto America, the home of the AMA Superbike Championship featuring 190 mile an hour superbikes is the official sponsor of Pit Pass Moto. You can check them out at MotoAmerica.com. We've got nine rounds of racing this year. Live on Fox Sports and MAV TV, you can catch a bunch of the action. The King of the Baggers series is returning. Third of three races yet to come at Laguna. Four rounds this year include the Mini Cup by Motul. You can check it all out at MotoAmerica.com. And you can follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Now here's the latest news in the industry. We've got results from the AMA Outdoor Motocross Series Round 3 at High Point Raceway, Mount Morris, Pennsylvania, this last weekend. In the 450 class, we had Dylan Ferrandis coming home with the overall with a 2-2 finish on his star racing Yamaha, beating out the two Kawasaki riders, Adam Ciancerillo, finished second. And Eli Tomac, a former champion of this series, really came alive in that second moto and went 6-1 for third overall, so... Good to see him back and on the box. It's uh, really exciting. And uh, standing so far in the 450 class, you've got Dylan Ferrandis. He is now the red plate holder with 133 points. Ken Roxon sits a little ways back with 130 points in second place, followed by Aaron Plessinger, who is Dylan's teammate on the Star Racing Yamaha with 103 points. And then in the 250 class, a uh, first-time winner, Jalique Swall, Goes out in his rock star Husky and goes 1-3 for the overall, which was really exciting to see the young man succeed. And Jet Lawrence finishing second on his Honda, followed by Justin Cooper on his star racing Yamaha with 5-1 moto scores for third overall. Your 250 standings are Jet Lawrence in first place on 132, followed by Justin Cooper in second place with 121. Third place is Hunter Lawrence sitting on 90 points. MotoGP race, Saxon Ring. Marquez came back. The kid is back on fire of an emotional win over Miguel Oliveira and Fabio Cortoraro. Overall standings in MotoGP right now, Cortoraro 131, Zarco 109, Miller with 100 points. In the Moto2 class, Remy Gardner yet again on top of Aaron Cannett and Marco Bezzecchi. The overall in that class, you're looking at Gardner on 164, Fernandez 128, and Bezzecchi with 117. We also had a doubleheader from Oklahoma City for the AFT Flat Track Series in production. Twins, Corey Texter, took race one over Cam Smith and Dan Bromley. In Super Twins, Brandon Robinson took race one over Briar Bauman, of course, and Jared Meese. 
OKC2 from the mile. The second night of racing saw in production twins. Corey Texter did the double over Dalton Gautier and Chad Coase. In super twins, Jared Meese returned to the top of the podium over Brandon Robinson and Briar Bauman. The overall standings currently after six of 16 races in the AFT Super Twins class. Briar Bauman on top with 114 over Robinson on 107. And Jared Meese is hanging around there in third at 105. This week's Pit Pass trivia question is, who won the inaugural AMA Superbike Championship in what year and on what bike? More on that after our interview with Kyle Wyman. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Pit Pass today, road racer extraordinaire, Kyle Wyman. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time. How are you feeling, man? Feeling pretty good. Feels good to be home. It was a little bit of a long week last week, you know. I'm sure we're going to talk about injuries, so got hurt at Road America, and I didn't get surgery until Thursday, so I was on the road until then, and then that was California. I had to fly home after that, so finally got home Friday night and got to hang around and sit on the couch for the weekend so feeling a little bit more normal back on the road to recovery right on so your incident was a racing incident right this is how you sustained your injury yeah superbike race two at road america just a very very simple low side but came down in a very unlucky unlucky spot caught my elbow on the front edge of the, the curbing which was about like a three inch concrete step broke the olecranon, which is the elbow bone, the bottom half of the joint, into multiple pieces. So got me all bolted back together now. I think a lot of racers, as they do, Kyle, have their own specialists that they see when they get back home. And I know you mentioned you're back home now. Do you have a orthopedic who uh, gets to you? And uh, what's the prognosis? Yeah, the orthopedic is Dr. Maury Harwood. He's actually up in the San Jose area. So I head there no matter where I am in the country. I actually live in Tucson, Arizona, but I've been seeing Dr. Harwood for about 10 years now. I always see him no matter what. And I got out there for a Thursday surgery, and it's still a little bit early to kind of know what's, what's ahead as far as prognosis, but the surgery went really well. There was no complications in the joint. So I got seven screws and a plate holding everything together. And I think we should be pretty good for, uh, for Laguna, at least for the Harley, but I'm definitely missing the Ridge this week. Which is unfortunate, but understandable. Other than that bit of bad luck, clearly you uh, had a great race in King of the Baggers. What'd you think about race one in the Superbikes? 
you know, honestly, race one and Superbike was not great. I was really struggling with the bike just with the front end. We had a test at Pittsburgh between the Virginia round and Road America where we focused for two days on rear grip and we really solved that issue. At Pittsburgh didn't really bring up any other problems that arise from fixing that, but we really struggled at Road America with the front end and I was pushing the front all over the racetrack and ultimately that's what caused a crash in race two. But seventh is not where we want to be, especially considering we were on the podium twice last year at Road America. So we're uh, definitely a little bit behind the eight ball right now as far as the setup on this new uh, V4R this year. But Sunday was good because we, we got to uh, to win Harley's first ever King of the Baggers race from pole position, the first pole in Road America, which is right up the road from Milwaukee with uh, you know hundreds of staff on site. Really amazing uh, experience just to be a part of that and be in a position to do that for those guys. And just a few short hours later, yeah, we had a, a really good battle in Superbike that obviously ended in injury. So highs and lows throughout the whole weekend, but uh, still pretty happy about that Harley win. Swept the podium is what you did for them. Uh, you and a combination of guys, including your brother, right? Yeah, having Travis as my teammate, him not having very much time on the bike at all and trying to get him up to speed. Turns out we finished one, two in the end and uh, all Harleys on the podium, like you said. So pretty happy with that. We've got a nice cushion in the championship. So I've got about 11 point lead going into the final of the three round series at Laguna. So injured or not, I should be able to uh, hopefully finish the job there come Laguna. That's pretty impressive. The race was amazing. I watched Tommy Boy Halverson and I came down and watched you guys go off Sunday morning in your warm-up, and it got pretty heated, it looked like, from our vantage point. I'm sure it was just you guys having a blast riding those things, but uh, it looked like an all-out drag race from uh, pit out to turn one. Were you? Did you see that going on? Were you part of that? I don't think so. I, I pretty much keep to myself during the sessions, you know, and kind of like to work work alone, if you will. Obviously help my brother if I can, you know, get to ride with him and draft a little bit. But you know, I was squarely focused on going faster than I qualified the day before in warm up because we just wanted to put the heat on Indian. So that's what we did and then went faster yet in the race. It was a great race. Uh, you and O'Hara were battling for pretty much the whole way, right? I mean, it looked like you had the the, the measure of him throughout the race, but you guys were uh, keeping each other honest. Yeah, well, he came by me after uh, on the first lap. I got the whole shot. He came by me on the middle straightaway, the Andretti straight down into five. And I wanted to, if, if he ever came by me, I wanted to be able to fight right back. So he came by on the straightaway. I passed him right back on the brakes. The next lap, he passed me down into five and I was able to kind of square him up and pass him back right into six. So whenever he threw a shot, I was able to throw it right back. And then the third lap of the race, I really put my head down and did that 27, four started stretching a gap. And I was glad that we were able to, cause Tyler ultimately had a mechanical where he didn't finish the race, but those two laps where I was able to build up to three quarter of a second, second and a half lead before he broke was good because we wanted to show that we had the pace on him. You definitely did. And I was the whole time I was watching that race, I was watching you guys specifically down into five and I never really got a bearing on how did your brake markers five's a great player coming into five's a great place to compare. You're riding a super bike. I'm sure that goes a lot faster than you're going, but it weighs a lot less. Are the brake markers anywhere close for those two different bikes? 
in that specific corner, the break marker is almost the same. Interestingly, right? Because yeah, you're not going as fast, but the thing's so heavy that you've got to still break where you are on a superbike. And the cool thing is I've had, uh, you know, we, we work with Akasato brakes on the superbike, And for this round, we actually got to put the same braking calipers from Akasato that I use on my superbike on my bagger. So I can have a more consistent feel back and forth. And you know, I figure if, uh, <laughs> if those calipers can stop a bagger, they can stop anything. So I've been really <laughs> impressed with those, those products actually. That's impressive. And it's, it probably adds a little bit of confidence for you knowing that, uh, you've got stuff that you trust under you. The race was, was epic. It was enjoyable to watch. Clearly it's fun when you're winning and leading the championship. Are you enjoying riding that thing? Uh, it looks like you guys are having a pretty good time out there. Gosh, I really am. I've tested that bike so much that it's, um, it's kind of that situation every rider dreams about. It's kind of an extension of me, you know, I'm really, really comfortable on the bagger, you know, corner entry, sliding a thing in and just knowing exactly what it's capable of and where I can break, where I can put it. And that's a great feeling. It's a feeling that I'm really still chasing on the superbike. to be fair. I can't wait to see kind of what happens to the series and this performance bagger segment as a whole. I think that the ceiling's really high. It seems like it. I mean, we went immediately from a one race, uh, one off deal last year to gauge interest to, oh yeah, this can easily carry, be carried through three rounds. I think you're absolutely right. The ceiling is high and there's a lot of great racers that uh, get to come out, be at the track, do what uh, you guys are trained for, what you're awesome at doesn't look like it's going away. I think all of us at this point would be startled if they said, yeah, that's, that's over now, right? It's going to be a little bit of a wave. It's trendy now, so we got to kind of make hay, you know? It's going to be important for Harley and Indian to uh, create parts that are accessible and, you know, give the privateers the opportunity to come race these things a little bit easier. From my perspective as a privateer superbike team owner, rider, putting everything together, I can really see from that side of the fence. It's kind of interesting to be like the factory guy in that class because I've I've always been the privateer trying to compete against the factories. So the future's really bright for bagger racing. You have King of the Baggers with Moto America, you have Bagger Racing League. I think that um I'd love to see all of the uh the participants of, of both different events and series kind of come together and push all in the same direction. I think it's just a great trend and a great um, kind of rage that's happening. And all these products that are going to start coming out from Harley Indian and the aftermarkets are going to be just so much fun to see people start taking more baggers to track days. We're already seeing it. What we're seeing is dealers can get involved. You know, there's a lot of big twin dealers around the U S already. They're in existence and they've got hot rod guys working at their shops they have access to the machines. So yeah, it's exciting. And kudos to you for being on the front end and being uh, currently setting the high water mark. We're really pulling for your recovery. I hope it goes as well as uh, it possibly can. What are you looking forward to in the rest of the season? Clearly, you said you've got some work yet to do on your superbike, but you're getting there, right? I mean, do you feel as though you're you're making the strides in the direction you want to get that bike so you can move yourself forward? Yeah, we're good in there. It's it's kind of hit or miss right now. We haven't done a lot of testing on the superbike, so that's kind of been our our biggest downfall is just trying stuff that we don't we don't necessarily know if it's the right direction here and there throughout race weekends, just testing on a race weekend. But we're getting closer and the bike's good. 
happy with the crew and my electronics guy this year, Paul and, and Dave and the whole, the whole staff I've got this year. And we just need to, uh, keep chipping away. I don't know that I'm going to be able to race the superbike at Laguna. Obviously for the Ridge this week, I'm out and we're not going to put anybody on the bike. We're just going to kind of go back to the shop and regroup. But for Laguna, we, um, we're going to field our team no matter what. And that's pretty much two and a half weeks from now. And I'm still sitting here with a ice machine on my elbow that I can't bend. So we'll see what happens for Laguna. There's a chance that we will put a different rider on the bike. Hopefully one that can help us move the whole program forward and, and give me a good opportunity for post Laguna, which is, you know, by then the bagger championship is over, but there's still four more Moto America events that are strong racetracks for me and, and our bike, like Jersey barber. We'll just see how, uh, how things shake out over the next couple of weeks, but I'm going to do everything I can to be as healthy as possible as soon as possible. The invisible third man, the Kyle Wyman army is in <laughs> full effect pulling for you as a member of the army. Uh, it's awesome to see your, your fan base continues to grow. It seems every year. I mean, what are you putting in the water over there? That's uh, made you such a popular guy, Kyle. Cause I mean, the fans that you had at road America, they were nuts. They were everywhere. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I just, um, for me, I'm just doing my thing, trying to be my true authentic self and just plugging away and grinding it out. And I think people relate to that. And I try to be accessible and, and, uh, the KW army is just a great way for people to interact with me and my team. All their names are on the tail section of the bike. People get, you know, certain access and, and get to hang out in our pit area and stuff. And it's just been a really, really fun, really cool program that has been a, you know, it's been a help for us because it has helped us generate some, some income and in some of the lulls of the preseason where we really need to spend a lot of money to get ready to go superbike racing, you know? So no, it's been a really fun program. I want to be able to grow it and I want to be able to give the fans something that's unique and special and, and, uh, we're getting there. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Kyle. Uh, as our time's wrapping up, I want to give you a chance to thank any of your sponsors, any of the guys that help you go racing that I'm sure are standing behind you right now, like the rest of us pulling for you, hoping you get healthy. Anybody you want to say thanks to specifically? Yeah, I mean, it goes, the list is long, but I'm going to do it anyway, you know. <laughs> go right ahead. Panera Bread and, and the franchisee that's helped us get this program going this year, they've been a huge help. It's been a super fun program to be be able to put together ducati richmond our vancouver dealer up there she's she's such a big help to us cotto fastening lucas oil jlc concrete excelsis solutions is one of the biggest ones they're our print supplier so they wrap our trailer they do you know all sorts of print all around our whole uh race truck and everything so alpine stars and 60 helmets for keeping me safe and just looking forward to uh being able to showcase these sponsors more because we've, we've got this great bike and uh, great supporters and can't wait to uh, see what we can do with it come Brainerd. We'll see you up there, Kyle. Thanks for joining us today and uh, look forward to seeing you at the track. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. We'd like to thank Kyle Wyman for being with us today. This week's Pit Pass trivia question was, who won the inaugural AMA Superbike Championship in what year? 
and on what bike? And the answer is, of course, Reg Pridmore in 1976 on the BMW R90S. He also won titles in 1977 and 1978 on Kawasaki's. One heck of a road racer was Reg Pridmore, and he's still teaching people how to go fast. In upcoming road racing news, we've got Moto America this weekend from the Ridge in Washington, June 25th through the 27th. In the MotoGP world, we're going to Assen, Holland, June 27th. And also this weekend in the American Flat Track Series, they'll be at Lima, June 26th. We've also got GNCC racing at the Snowshoe, West Virginia, June 26th and 27th. The MXGP of Great Britain in Matterley Basin, UK, that's going to be June 27th. And AMA Outdoor Motocross returns to Redbud, Buchanan, Michigan, July 3rd. Thank you again to Kyle Wyman for being with us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. I'm Dave. And I'm PJ. And we'll see you next week. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.